Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Tonight, I'm going to be introducing us to the new series that we're going to be having as we pray. Okay, um, it is the Love Revolution Conference. It is all the Sundays and Wednesdays in the month of June. Praise God. And the theme of this conference is Now and Then. Now and then. Okay, you get to understand it even much more. Um, why it is now and then, right, by Sunday. Okay, you definitely get to understand why it is now and then by Sunday. But there's something I want to teach you very quickly. And it is called tenses. Tenses, like um, a tense, okay? Tenses, okay? Very important that you understand what I'm about to say right now, okay? Now, you see, the Bible says in the book of Galatians, all right, chapter number 1 and verse 6. Let's just turn there very quickly. Galatians chapter number 1 and verse 6. I want to give you some kind of introduction to the, the, the beauty of the conversation we are going to be having all through the month, now and then. Galatians chapter number 1 and verse 6. Now, as we go to that scripture and as you get ready to pray, there is something very important that I want to teach you tonight as you get ready to pray. Okay? Um, it's very important that I teach you this as we get ready to pray. Now, before we go into what I want to teach you, now and then, basically, talks about the fact that in the now moment of your life, in the now moment of your life, you are Designed to receive the love of God for the now moment of your life. And then go into the future with the consciousness of God's love. Okay? So, um, many times people want to go into their future, alright, without settling the now. So, it is first now, in the now moment of your life. In the now moment of your life. That you are actively engaged with receiving the love of God for you. Now remember, I have not started teaching this, okay? I'll start teaching this on Sunday. But in the now moment of your life, you are receiving God's love for you in the now moment. And then, the then has to do with going into the future with the consciousness of God's love. So it's now and then. Now and then. It's not then and now. Okay? It's now and then. Okay? So we are saying, now receive God's love for you 
in the in the present moment of your life be assured about the love of god be um, let the love of god be unveiled to you let the love of god become a conviction in your heart okay let the love of god become a reality for you and then you now move into the future conscious about the love of god and when tomorrow comes it becomes now again and then you move into the future again and when tomorrow comes tomorrow becomes now now moment receiving the love of god and then you move into the future um with the consciousness of the love of god listen to me the future is not assured outside of god's love okay you do not have any assurance of the future outside of the parameters of the love of God. There's no assurance about how beautiful the future would be outside of the parameters of the love of God. So you have to be living now. You don't procrastinate receiving the love of God. You don't post it till tomorrow. And I'll tell you why this is so important. You don't leave it till tomorrow. You see, you don't leave it till next week. You know, many times people postpone the love of God. They procrastinate the love of God. They push it into the future, all right, because they believe that by that time, they will be worthy enough to receive the love of God. So they want to be worthy enough to receive the love of God. So they postpone or procrastinate the love of God into the future at um, a future time when they would have been good enough, um, you know, righteous enough, all right, holy enough, perfect enough to be able to now claim, all right, that they can now receive the love of God. Well, God is not like that. God gives you his love in the now moment of your life. No matter what now looks like, no matter what now feels like, God loves you now. And then glory to God, he moves you into the future with the consciousness of his love for you in the now moment of your life. All right. And so I want to teach you something that is going to help you as we begin to pray. Galatians chapter number one and verse six. Please go there very quickly because to be honest, I really don't have time. I really don't have the luxury of time. So go to Galatians chapter number one and verse six very quickly. And I want to teach you something very quickly. And I, I, when we come into Sunday, I would just go right off from here right off from here it says i marvel that you are soon removed from him that called you to the grace of god unto another gospel i marvel that you are soon removed from him that called you all right into the grace of god unto another gospel verse 7 which is not another but there be some who trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. So it says, I marvel, all right, that you are soon removed, all right, from the, from him that called you into another gospel, onto another gospel, verse seven, which is not another gospel, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the glorious gospel of Christ. Now, turn your Bibles to Galatians chapter number 3. And let's read verse 1. Because what we just read 
We're going to put the two together. Galatians chapter number 1 and verse 3. Look at what it says. Please make eye contact with God's word. It says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth crucified amongst you. So now pay attention to this because this is very important and you will get this in a moment. Okay. Oh foolish Galatians who has bewitched you. Now this is um, Paul writing to the Galatian church and he's pointing out to them the fact that they have been bewitched. Alright. He's pointing out to them the fact that they have been bewitched. That they are no longer believing the truth. Now, the pretext, the pretext to this bewitchment is what we find in Galatians 1 and verse 6. Okay, the bewitchment is found in Galatians 1 and verse 6. How have they been bewitched? Alright, alright, Paul is saying, I am marveled that you have been removed. Alright, that word removed, I will teach all of this on Sunday, but the word removed is to change sides. Alright, is to switch sides. Okay, so you are on the side of the gospel, but you heard something. Alright, something was said to you, something was spoken to you, and then all of a sudden you switch sides. Okay, you used to really believe, alright, that you have you have been made righteous and that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and you are standing on the side of the gospel until you heard something all right until somebody brought something to you all right and then the moment you heard that thing you changed sides you 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 transposed all right you moved from one side from the side of the gospel to another side which is the side of another gospel Alright, now, let me, let me explain this because this is very important. So, to be removed means to change sides, to move from one side to another side. And Paul is saying that this is the pretext. This is the pretext to the bewitchment. Alright, so it means that the bewitchment that happened, that Paul is talking about in, in chapter 3, actually started from when they were removed, when they changed sides. When they move from the side of the gospel to another side of the gospel, Paul says that that was bewitchment. In other words, witches are not necessarily people who fly at night. Alright, you will find more witches today. You may find more witches today on the pulpit than you will find witches who use brooms to fly at night. Paul is saying that anything that causes you to change sides from the side of the gospel, you used to believe that your sins are forgiven one moment until you heard something that moved you to another side. Alright? That thing is witchcraft. That thing is a witch. It doesn't matter if the, if the witch is wearing a tie and a suit. It doesn't matter if the witch is putting on, it doesn't matter what they're putting on. Anything that can move you from the side of the gospel to another side where you are not, you are not necessarily sure anymore about the things that you believe. That's witchcraft right there. 
Okay, now let me tell you how witchcraft, how this another gospel, what it looks like, and then we'll begin to pray. Alright, so another gospel actually does not, many times, the reason why people do not know that they have been removed from the gospel, alright, is that another gospel actually sounds like the gospel, the only thing that is tampered with amongst the two is the tenses. The tenses, alright, nothing changes in the sentences, something changes in the tenses, alright, so the believer, the believer starts to say, okay, I will be righteous tomorrow, I will be holy tomorrow, I will be loved tomorrow. Alright, now, it's a very subtle thing, very subtle. Sometimes it may show up, a person can be preaching the gospel and then switch and you will not even know. Because they switch the tenses, they switch the tenses from your sins have been forgiven to your sins will be forgiven. And then it sounds alike because the sentence has your sins and then it has forgiven. But the difference between your sins and it's a world of difference when you say has been and will be. Alright, so will be tells you something is going to happen in the future. Has been tells you it's already happened. Glory to God. So you, if, you, if you are not careful, alright, you're going to be swayed by the tenses. And that's the bewitchment right there. To move you from something that has already happened to the hope that it is going to happen. Alright, to move you from something that Jesus has already done, to the hope that Jesus is going to do it. To move you from something that Jesus has already accomplished, alright, to the hope that He will accomplish it in the future. Alright, so now if you check, now pay attention, scripture, especially the old covenant and the new covenant, the original language of scripture is the Hebrew. Now, the interesting thing about the Hebrew language is that it, it, it comes in past tense and present tense. Alright? But it does not have a future tense. Like your English. Your English has past, present, and future tense. But the Hebrew language has only past tense and present tense. In other words, the Hebrew language, which is God's original language for communication, does not have room for future tense. Glory to God. Alright? So, you are either talking about what God has done, or you are talking about what God is doing. In other words, He has done it or he is doing it but there's no room for he will do it all right so god has forgiven you your sins hallelujah god has healed you of your diseases god has blessed you hallelujah god has you know provided for you glory to god god has taken away your sorrow hallelujah he has done it hallelujah so many times believers are hoping on god to do something that he has already done and that's the bewitchment so somebody tells you all right another gospel what does another gospel sound like somebody tells you that god will forgive your sins tomorrow that god will heal your body tomorrow that god will supply your needs tomorrow no he has already done it all right so there are the narratives of the gospel and you must understand that the gospel has narratives hallelujah the gospel has narratives and one of the narratives of the gospel 
gospel is that he has, he has loved us. Wherein he has loved us. He has forgiven us. Hallelujah. He has cleansed us. Hallelujah. He has washed us. Hallelujah. He has purified us. Hallelujah. He has made us holy. Hallelujah. He has made us righteous. Hallelujah. He has made us forgiven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are accepted in the beloved. Hallelujah. We are, um, we are, we are purified by faith through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying, church of the living God? God is not about to do what he has already done. Huh? God is not trying to accomplish huh? what he has already accomplished, glory to God. And the bewitchment is the changing of the tenses. Alright, that somebody is supposed to be living in the past experience. In other words, you're supposed to be living with the consciousness that it's already done. Alright. But instead of living with the consciousness that it's already done, alright, you are constantly anticipating that it is going to be done. Alright, no, 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 no. It's already done. Your sins are already forgiven. No, they are not about to be forgiven tomorrow when you live a righteous, when you do well, okay? No, they've been forgiven already. God has already paid the sentence, alright, that was necessary, alright, for your freedom, glory. It has already been done, glory to God. You are not about to receive, hallelujah, you have already received, you are not about to be loved, hallelujah you are already loved huh? you are not about to be righteous, hey? you are already righteous, you are not about to be accepted, you are already accepted so when you when you are greeted with another gospel you have to be so grounded in the gospel that you can spot another gospel from a distance when you hear one so anything that tells you about the future about something that God will do something that he will do tomorrow something that he will he has not yet done but he will do tomorrow all of that all right is pointing you to another gospel because the gospel of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ points to what God has already done. Hallelujah. He has already done it. He has already forgiven you. Glory to God. He has already healed you. He's not about to heal you tomorrow. Hallelujah. He has already healed you. Hallelujah. It's in the past. It's all in your past. It's all in your past. God paid the price for your sins. Hallelujah. In the past. Glory to God. So that you can move from that reality and know in the present moment hallelujah that everything that jesus did he did hallelujah and it's all already done he has done he has healed he has loved he has forgiven not he will do not he will save not he will provide not he will supply no he has supplied he has healed he has blessed he has provided he has forgiven he has accepted he has purified he has justified he has made you holy. He has made you godly. He has made you forgiven. Do you understand? He's not about to do what he has already done. God is not about to do what he has already done. I repeat. God is not about to do what he has already done. God is not about to love. He has already loved. God is not about to heal. He has already healed. God is not about to save. He has already saved. God is not about to bless. He has already blessed. God is not about to provide. He has already provided. Now listen. If something happens to you, the moment you change the tenses, the moment you accept that it's already done, glory to God, you stand out from a place 
of victory. You stand out from a place of joy. You stand out from a place. You are not living in the anticipation. The unending anticipation of what God is going to do. No. But your eyes are open. Your eyes are open. Your eyes are open to see what God has already done. (laughs) God has already done it Brothers and sisters God has already done it So let me explain something to you right now Before we go into prayer Alright let me explain something to you very quickly The another gospel Sounds like the gospel But the difference is The tenses The sentences may be the same But the tenses of another gospel Always pushes that which you are about to experience Into the future Glory to God Always pushes it into the future And tells you Another gospel now tells you That you have to be such and such a person Before God is going to do So you are either saying God has loved Or my eyes have been opened Or my eyes are open My eyes are um, You know I see Glory to God So you are talking in the now Or you are talking in the past And my eyes are open and I see I see I'm not about to see My hands heal the sick now I'm not about to start to heal the sick I experience the manifestations of the spirit now I'm not about to experience the manifestations of the spirit now let me tell you how you know somebody who is really feeding on the gospel they are not always futuristic Lord I know you will supply Lord I know you will bless Lord I know you will provide Lord I know you will manifest yourself Lord I know you heal my body Lord I know you bless no the one who is full of faith and full of the glorious gospel and full of the right dividing of the word of truth is always saying I know that I am already blessed I know that I am already healed I know that I am already forgiven I know that I am already accepted in the beloved I make progress by the power of the spirit I move forward by the power of the Holy Ghost I make I do exploits are you hear what I am saying the believer in Christ Jesus the one who is standing on the glorious gospel of Jesus does, is very careful with the tenses. Very careful, very observant of the tenses. Anything that tells you will, 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 into the future, 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 that's not like what God has done. Everything that tells you it's already done. You see, because the future... Every time they push it into the future, then they tell you the kind of person that you have to be to be able to receive that which, which you will receive from God in the future. So, um, for you to experience the manifestation of the Spirit in the future, you have to have fasted, you have to have prayed eight hours a day, you have to have, you know, done this, you have to have done that. So there's always, listen to this, listen to this, the, the futuristic tense of another gospel is always pointing something as a shifting target alright because we never arrive under the futuristic okay we never arrive we're always aspiring we don't, we never know the day God is going to bless us we're always aspiring for God to bless us the, the futuristic tense of the gospel is always constantly reaching out seeking a God seeking a God but they never come into a place of experiencing God let the death 
Hallelujah. Listen to me, church. We are not just we don't we are not seeking God. Huh? We are experiencing God. Huh? We are not seeking God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because the last time I checked, God is not lost. The last time I checked, He's not lost and found. Huh? The last time I checked, we don't seek God, we experience God. Do you understand what I'm saying? We experience Him, all that He has done for you. We experience Him. Do you get? Now let me explain the difference between the two. Seeking is that you have not yet found it and you're trying to find it. Experience is that a table has already been prepared for you and you come into the experience and, and just enjoy the moment. Seeking is that you will yet get there tomorrow. Alright, but experiencing is that I'm already seated right now and I'm in the experience. Glory to God. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not seeking God. No, He's not lost. I'm experiencing God. Because he is for me. I'm not seeking the Father. I'm experiencing the Father. I'm experiencing his love now. I'm experiencing his goodness now. I'm experiencing his mercy now. I'm experiencing, I feel the power of God right here. I'm experiencing his favor now. I'm experiencing his provision right now. Right now. Right this moment. So, every time people have a futuristic idea of who God is, alright, and they don't have a present idea of who God is, it's very easy for them to be misled. It's very easy for them to think that there's something, there's a kind of person that they have to be before they can receive what God has already done. But the devil is a liar. Do you understand? God is already on your side. Jesus has already paid the price. Hallelujah. He has blessed you. He has healed you. It's easier to move from the place of what God has done than to hope for what he is going to do. No. He has already favored me. Do you understand? His mercy is already speaking for me right now. Hallelujah. He has blessed me with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm not trying to be loved. I'm not trying to be forgiven. I'm not trying to be accepted. I'm already accepted. I'm already accepted. Religion will not allow anybody to talk like that. Because religion is always telling people that, look, you know what? You have to aspire to become. You have to reach out to get. You have to keep reaching out. And people are constantly reaching out. Now listen to me, church. There is a difference between living life from a knowing than living life from I'm hoping. You know, do you understand? It's a knowing that I'm already rich. It's a knowing that I'm already healed. It's a knowing that I'm already accepted. It's a knowing I'm already, I'm not trying to be accepted. And let me tell you, the Bible says, this sign shall follow them that believe. The Bible says, they that know their God. They're not putting God off into tomorrow. They're not saying, hey, hey, you know what? I'm going to see God's love tomorrow. I'm going to see God's mercy tomorrow. No. They that know their God, that know who He is, that know how His mind works, that know how He thinks, that knows how his mind operates. Uh, that God does not have a futuristic tense that is not already provided for. Listen, how are you going to go into a future that God not, has, has not already paid for now? 
Do you understand what I'm saying? How are you going to move into something tomorrow that God has not already done now? So, listen, we train the tenses. Do you understand? We train the tenses. We start talking about what he has done now. And that's the propelling force into what he, into the future. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, listen to me. When you understand this, the way you pray is going to change. <laughs> you see, because that future tense idea really many times sounds like begging sounds like somebody is just ha- somebody just has their cap in their hand all right and they are really just pleading they are say- just saying lord if you can just have mercy on me what are you talking about if i can just have mercy on you no 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 i had mercy on you two thousand years ago i had mercy on you when jesus took took your place i had mercy on you when jesus became your substitute i had mercy on you when Jesus became your living, living sacrifice. Some of you talk about present your body a living sacrifice. Haven't you realized first that Jesus was first your living sacrifice. Alive and well went to the cross. Hallelujah. And after receiving all of the judgment of God. And all of the judgment of God fell on him. Do you understand? He still didn't die. Jesus did not die under the weight of the judgment of God. Jesus took all of the judgment of God. And then gave gave up his spirit you might be wondering what's the difference listen under the law when the wrath of god fell when the fire of god fell the fire of god the fire of god always consumed the sacrifice he always licked up everything when the fire came in the days of elijah it consumed the entire sacrifice nothing was left do you understand all the wood all the animals the water everything was consumed the fire always consumes the sacrifice but guess what as jesus was transitioning us into the new covenant he was showing us that he was now the perfect lamb the perfect lamb that takes away the sins of the whole world how do we know when he stood on that cross he ex- god exhausted all of his judgment on jesus and yet jesus did not die the judgment was 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 taken up by the sacrifice jesus the sacrifice took up all of god's judgment and yet was not consumed do you understand what i'm saying to tell you that there is a new and living way that has been made available for us where all of the judgment of god has been exhausted yet the life of god still remains now we are living under a new covenant under a new administration under a new under a new provision do you understand what i'm saying so stop pushing it into the future I'm going to be holy tomorrow. No, you are already holy. I'm going to be righteous tomorrow when, when I have asked everybody to forgive me. No, you are already righteous. You see, listen to me. That thing that is like a veil that blinds people's eyes where they cannot now, alright, take hold of all of the things that God has created. That thing is not of God. How, do you understand? All that God has done for you in Christ Jesus. That thing that doesn't lay hold on them now, that wants to be prepared in your own works to be able to receive it tomorrow those things are not of God do you understand what I'm saying let me tell you when your eyes are open to really see Jesus you will not like um, 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 
um, the, the, the brothers, the sisters of Lazarus. Uh, Jesus said, do you know that your brother will rise again? They said, we know that Lazarus is going to rise again on the resurrection morning. Alright? Lazarus is going to rise again on the resurrection morning. They were pushing it into the future. When Jesus came at first on the scene, please listen to this. This is going to bless you. When Jesus came on the scene, do you understand what I'm saying? They said to Jesus, they said, look, if you had been here, if you came earlier, alright, our brother would not have died. And then when Jesus said, well, um, your brother is going to live again, alright, he's going to come alive again. They said, we know that he's going to come alive on the resurrection morning. We know we'll see him face to face on the resurrection morning, alright, they were trying to push it into the future. Then guess what Jesus said? This is not the prayer service you thought you were going to have. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am right now the resurrection and the life. I am right now, right this moment, the resurrection and the life. Stop pushing it into the future. No, no, no. I am now the resurrection and the life. You don't have to push that healing into the future. And don't show talk about the power of God is here. You don't have to push that provision one more day. You don't have to push that supply one more day. You don't have to push that mercy one more day. You don't have to push that favor one more day. You don't have to push that provision one more day. Jesus said, I am now the resurrection and the life. Now. 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 This moment. This moment. And this word is for someone. God is speaking to you now. That no, no, no. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. Alright? You don't have to wait till next year. Before you gather up all the resources to be able to do it. Right now. Jesus is here now. That, that provision doesn't have to be pushed into the future. Do you understand? That mercy doesn't have to be pushed into the future. Jesus said, I am now. Now this moment. Now. Now. Right now. I am your resurrection and your life. So you can say, I am now the righteousness. Not I will be the righteousness of God. No, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am accepted in the beloved. Say that with me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am accepted in the beloved. I am full of power and I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I am full of wisdom right now. I am full of joy. I am full of joy. I am full of joy. I'm not going to be full of joy tomorrow. I am full of joy. Right now, I am full of joy. I am full of joy. I am full of joy. Stop changing the tenses. Stop changing the tenses. I'm full of joy. I'm full of peace. I'm full of provision. I'm full of supply. I'm full of wisdom. Uh, wisdom oozes out of me. Hey, katiata la kapeate. Made koto rata parote kiata. Rabata katiata. Ayade gaba ostela ma eke itaita. He says, I am that I am. Not I will be what I will be. No, I am. I am now this moment your peace. I am now this moment your joy. I am now this moment your 
your gladness. I am now this moment your provision. Now, 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 glory. Wherever you are right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, lift up your voice and begin to declare. In the name of Jesus, I am now blessed. In the name of Jesus, I am now forgiven. In the name of Jesus, I am loved. In the name of Jesus, I am accepted in the beloved. Right now, I've got the wisdom of God. In the name of Jesus, I am strengthened now with power by the Spirit in my inner man. In the name of Jesus, I receive peace in my heart. In the name of Jesus, I have clarity and direction. In the name of Jesus, as you pray in the Holy Ghost, lift up your voice. I am not bewitched. I stand with the gospel. I stay on the side of the gospel. My sins are now forgiven. I am loved by Jesus. I am accepted in the beloved. I have a father who is known. I am not going to know my father tomorrow. I know him now. And I am strong. And I do exploit by the spirit of the living God. Lift up your voice right now. And begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. I enjoy the favor of God right now. And 
In Jesus' precious name we pray. Now, I want you to pay attention to Ephesians chapter number 2 and verse 4. Ephesians chapter number 2 and verse 4. You see what I'm saying now. Ephesians chapter number 2 and verse 4. Ephesians, I want everybody, everybody to turn there. Ephesians, I want to show you what I'm talking about. Give you an idea what I'm talking about. God does not have, you know, his, his provisions, they are not futuristic. Hallelujah. They are not futuristic. Hallelujah. They are not futuristic. They have impact on our future, but they are for now. Do you understand? They are not futuristic. God is not going to do what he has already done. <laughs> He's not going to do that which he has already done. See how he works. 
your understanding that he has already done it is what's going to lead you into the future. Oh, I want to say that again. Now, you're not going into the future expecting he's going to do it. No, your understanding that he has already done it is what's going to give you the boldness. It's what's going to give you the assurance. It's what's going to lead you into the future. Don't ask God to do what he has already done. That's Bible interpretation 101. Don't ask God to do that which he has already done. Don't ask God to forgive what he has already forgiven. Don't ask God to bless what he has already blessed. What he has already done, he has done. Ephesians chapter number 2 and verse 4. Look at what he says. He says, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us wherewith he loved us so he's not about to love you he's not about to accept you he has loved you already in his great love wherewith he loved us now let me tell you what another gospel is going to do look at what another gospel is going to do he says but god who is rich in mercy for his great love with which he is going to love you when you behave well. That's another gospel. With which he is going to love you in your future. That's another gospel. With which he is going to accept you. That's another gospel. You see, it sounds like the gospel, but it's not the gospel. Alright? It sounds, it sounds nice, but it is not the gospel. It sounds good. But it is not the gospel. Well, it tells you, it promises you he's going to love you. He promises you he's going to accept you. Alright? But you see, if you're not schooled properly in what the gospel is, you will be swayed by a futuristic expectation of what God is going to do. Meanwhile, he has already done. Let me show you another scripture. Ephesians 1 and verse 6. Go there very quickly. Ephesians chapter number 1 and verse 6. Read from the King James. Read from the King James. Ephesians chapter number 1 and verse 6. From the King James. It says, To the the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the beloved. He hath made us accepted in the beloved. But you see, another gospel is going to say, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he's going to accept us in the beloved, when we do X, Y, Z. When we give our tithes, when we give in church, when we are committed in church, then he's going to accept you in the beloved. You see, it sounds like the gospel. It sounds like an element of surprise. It actually gives you an element of anticipation, something to look forward to. All right? No, 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 no. God doesn't want you to begin to look into the future forward to something that you can experience now. Now. Something he has already done. Let me, let me say what I'm saying again. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. We are already accepted in the beloved. We are not going to be accepted in the beloved when we dot our eyes and cross our T's. No! We are not going to be accepted in the beloved alright, when we behave ourselves well. No! We are not going to be accepted in the beloved alright, when we do the right thing. When we show up for choir rehearsal. When we show up for prayer meeting. We are not going to be accepted in the beloved when we, when we do all of those things. Listen, 
It is because we know that we have been accepted in the beloved. That's why we are emboldened and empowered to do all the things that we do. Because we know that we are already accepted. We are not trying to be accepted. We are already accepted. When Jesus came out of the water in John's baptism, he came out of the water. The Bible says God opened the heavens and said, this is my beloved son. Not because he has healed the sick. Not because he has opened blind eyes. Not because he has cast out any devil. Before Jesus did anything, before Jesus worked any miracle, God was already validating him. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And now the Bible goes on to say that you and I are accepted in the beloved. Listen, it is the same beloved that we have been accepted into. If Jesus did not need to perform to be accepted in the beloved, it's the same beloved, brothers, that we have been accepted into. We too do not need to perform Hallelujah. For us to be accepted in the beloved. We are already accepted. And it is out of. Listen. When Jesus was told that he was accepted. Then he went forward. And began to do miracles. When we know that we are already accepted. Then we will go forward. And begin to do great things. And begin to act. And begin to do wonders. And begin to do amazing realities. You understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So right now, wherever you are, you're going to declare as you pray in the Holy Ghost, I am loved by God. I am already loved by God. I'm not trying to be loved. I am loved already. I am accepted in the beloved. I'm not trying to be accepted. I understand the tenses of the gospel. 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 Lift up your voice uh, and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Uh, I know the tenses of the gospel. I live in the reality of the tenses of the gospel. My sins are already forgiven. I am accepted by the beloved. I am accepted in the beloved. I am accepted that God has loved me already. God has loved me already. Lift up your voice. I'm not trying to perform to be loved. God has loved me already. I want to hear you pray right now. In the name of Jesus, wherever you are, lift up your voice. I am refreshed right now. I am refreshed in this service. Radaba Rabadu Obraush Telemababi Migadiga de Beruti Katipi Dekatu Barutukoto Arabada I am refreshed in this service Aradigeto Usko Radagadabe Etabri Vridivi Fridivi Vridivi Chodamosha Agadaba Ragada Aka Ania Sota Ekopone Mundi Badi Buddha Musele Batukoto Rabata Ata 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 
Bodo to Osoto, Adabar Roto Ostola Anta, and Bosana Bato Katika, we are walking in great provision. We are walking in great wealth. We are walking in great prosperity. We are walking in great prosperity. We are walking in great provision. And the Katar Ankantu Mruskelo Nomoko, Mira de Eberuto Usha, Rabadagadab Radagadabahaya, Ragadab Ragada Tatin and Uskanaha, Amun, the Badagadabaroko Osa, Abradag Akoto Perukata Akoto Osada, Ragadab Raga Ata Akate Baru, and the Ruto Osko Dusko Roa, Amane, Nusunana, Amana no Nine, Nebor Kuntana, Abadoga Suke Rudu Uska, Abade Buri de Abaruha, Abane de De Sede de Bedegehe, Abedegedebe, Tena Sena Pia, Abani, Bandi, Mani, Sununu, Munton, Sanaka, Medede, Go, Sinaba, Merodu, Sadi, Borodo, Abaradagaba, Teke, Mendredegedebe, Regedebe, Regedebe, Borosa, Tondon, the Donda Bana, Bande kototo, shinama, abade donso na poto, sedepe, mudete, mudete vida, abaduga sadia toboro, abali bere te 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 poruto tona, anose nanaku, sinepo sita, meno sana pukote leita, agiotiana, ame nuno sonono, amea teleko ojina maka, merde ketepe ruto kotono sode, adebe redegedebe regedebehe, regedebe regedebehaya, your eyes are open right now. I'm not falling for any bewitchment. Yes, thank you, Lord. Now listen to me. Listen to me. The this, this what I'm sharing with you 
is called the narratives of the gospel. The narratives of the gospel. For example, somebody says, um, God will live in you. God will live in you. Or somebody says, God will visit you. God will visit you. You know, now, it can sound very nice. God will visit you. But listen, the Bible says that I am the dwelling, I am the very dwelling place of the living God. I am the very tabernacle of God. I am the very temple, the very dwelling place of the living God. Now, when you tell somebody God is going to visit you. Now, do you visit the house where you live? Do you visit your house when you vi- I, I don't understand what it, what 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 you, do you vi- what sense does it make for someone to say the Lord will visit you? Or you hear, it's your year of divine visitation. It's your hour of divine visitation. Question, do you visit your house or do you live in your house? Do you understand? You don't visit your house. So God cannot be visiting you because God lives in you. The last time I checked, you see, you see what I'm saying? The tenses, the tenses, the tenses. It sounds nice. What's wrong? What can really be wrong with God is going to visit you? Alright, what's wrong with God will visit you? Alright, God is going to visit you but you see how does it make sense alright that God will visit a place where he lives do you understand God lives in you how can he be visiting where he lives do you get now listen to me listen to me it's very important because now it's an anticipation you're anticipating you're anticipating you're anticipating that God one day will visit you you're anticipating that God will one day visit you but you see anticipation is not based on logic it's not based on wisdom it's not based on reason do you understand because God lives in you do you understand every experience that you want to have you will have because God is not visiting and going God is not visiting and leaving God is not coming and going coming and going he lives in you he has tabernacled in you he has made your house he has made you his residence he has made you his residence he doesn't visit he lives there he does not visit he lives there brothers he does not visit he lives in you he does not visit you he's not going to visit you tomorrow uh-uh. He lives in you already. Hallelujah. God lives in you. The greater one lives inside of me. We sing it and then we come back to say he's going to visit you. He's not visiting nobody. He's living on the inside. He's active on the inside. He moves on the inside. He loves on the inside. He lives on the inside. Glory to God. So that which you're anticipating to receive. When he visits, you might as well get now. When, oh, when, when Father Christmas visits, he's gonna give me a nice this. He's gonna give me a nice that. Well, when he visits, what if he never visits? Guess what? Everything that you want to experience, 
you might as well start to receive now because he lives inside of you. The peace you want to experience when he visits you in your prayer time. Alright, you can might as well begin to experience now because he lives in you and he is your peace. Do you understand? The joy that you want to experience, alright, when he visits you, alright, alright, you might as well begin to experience now because he lives inside of you. God is not out to visit the house where he already lives. God is not about to bless the one he already blessed. God is not about to forgive the one he has already forgiven. He has already forgiven. God is not about to make room for the one he has already made room for. God is not about to supply for the one he has already supplied for. It is as our eyes are open to see what he has done that we appropriate it in the place of prayer. Why is prayer important? Prayer is important because that's the place where we appropriate that which he has already done hallelujah we pray because it is in that moment where we pray that we appropriate all that god has already done so you're going to declare right now as you pray in the spirit i live in the reality of all that jesus has already accomplished i live in the reality i enjoy the manifestation of all that jesus has accomplished i enjoy the manifestation of peace i enjoy the manifestation of joy i enjoy the manifestation of provision. I enjoy the manifestation of a mighty supply. I enjoy the manifestation of favor. I enjoy the manifestation of the of 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 of, of healing and miracles. I enjoy the manifestation of abundance. I enjoy the manifestation of wisdom. I enjoy the manifestation of beauty in every area of my life. Lift up your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. Right now, wherever you are, pray in the Holy Ghost. I want you to pray strong uh, as we bring this to close. Pray strong. Pray strong. Rabata God devoshie. Marro de gosho. Nanana. Abudu dusenetu. Kondra de teporotun. Duskodena ha. Mendregata kousko. Rodigus. Karaba uskara. Redaba adrediga. Setre estromonsto. Rosko nausko. Robudu uskodama afriisa. Adrede egrede evre uskona nonsa. Rodego uzodo. Bruje bruje. Bruje bruje. Bruje bruje. Bruje. Rodama kousko. Brunika skada praastele. Ragabandaga sherrekato oskalazu Akzeko retiko skuzitisa Ragabata sherrepato kum shalaha Rabata kiestelemante Thank you precious Holy Spirit In Jesus' holy name we declare Thank you for engaging yourself in this episode We trust that your life has been beautified If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry Please write to us at hellwatblueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Cheers.